Hey y'all, you are listening to the Palsies with Palsies podcast. I am the Palsy Rebecca Mitz. And I am the Palsy Justin Hancock. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Justin. On this, this very strange prime time <laughs> edition of <laughs> Palsies with Palsies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for making time for this tonight, Rebecca, folks. Uh, Lisa and I are going out of town, so I would not be able to record our usual Friday slot, and we'll be gone until the middle of the week next week, so. But they are making time for us tomorrow to watch Loki with us, so. Yes, we keep the important things uh, on the schedule. Mm -hmm. times, you know? Yeah. I'm about to uh, curse us, I know, Mm -hmm. by telling our audience on air that this is probably going to be a slightly more streamlined version of uh, Palsies with Palsies or PWP than they're used to, because we got... uh, Scouts to get ready to get on the road, and having said that, I am more than prepared for us to go ninety minutes. So here we go. Yeah, we'll we'll see when Lisa pulls you out and says, "Okay, it's time for you to help me pack and get things ready now." But we kind of we kind of teased this last week uh, on air with a really horrendous joke. Then I've yet to make a public <laughs> apology for uh, with my very special episode pun. Uh-huh. But you and I uh, decided to watch the first episode, uh, at least the first few episodes of the Netflix show special, which I know has been out for around two years maybe an hour and a half I'm just (laughs) it's only it's been out for two years for about an hour and a half it's not guys I want to say it's not even that late like it's not that late (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe a year and a half sorry about that um but what else would you expect from palsies with palsies and cutting edge current reaction? That's right. We are we have our finger on the pulse of what the people are watching and doing. <laughs> no, but it really does, all kidding aside, it really does sort of touch both sides of what this podcast is and does it in a really interesting way. Yeah. So I'm super curious to both share my thoughts and to get your thoughts, Rebecca. Um, you mind if I just uh, jump on in or ask you to ask me questions? <laughs> Basically, can I go first is what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Justin was really, he was like, so which one of us should go first off air? And I said, I don't care, man. I mean, you can go first. And yet, (laughs) he is now making it very clear that he definitely wants to go first. Yes, Justin, 
you can go first. Thank Justin you. has the floor. Well, I will say that the first time I watched the show, I um, watched the first two episodes last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then I watched them again, and I think I made it through episode five today. I got to four. So we're, we are relatively in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to tell you, I don't know if it's, it's because I was able to watch it with knowing what was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for those first couple of episodes. But I found myself on Saturday, I don't know if I can remember too much or if having been in seminary and and, uh, an adult and single not too long ago, now it's been uh, been almost... uh, 15 years since I was single, but, you know, relatively having had a memory of that as an adult, I don't know if on Saturday it felt too close, Mm. but watching those first two episodes today, I laughed out loud at at a couple of spots today that on Saturday I completely was not they weren't hitting me correct. And I will start by saying I had the very weird sensation today of the first two minutes of the first episode. He gets hit by a car, right? Right. Well, should we pause and say what the show is? Because I don't know if everyone knows what the show is. Yes, let's do that. You're You're very correct. Let's Let's say two things that we should have said right off the bat. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> Which Justin immediately says. I guess it happens within like the first like two minutes of the show, so that yeah. doesn't matter. It's been out two years, but in case you get spoilers, maybe yeah. we'll inspire you to watch the show. We hope we do. Um, would you like to? Would you like to tease what the show is for the folks? Yeah. So. The premise of special, for those of you who don't know, is that it is featuring a man with CP, his name, true palsy. <laughs> At this point, you should know what CP is, <laughs> <laughs> um, named Ryan, and he is mobile, so he can walk, um, and he is gay, and in the first episode, as Justin said, he gets hit by a car. He is working at a editorial magazine the overall arc is basically just his life at the beginning he lies about having cp and just says that he limps because he was hit by a car and so everybody nobody at his work knows that he has cerebral palsy and so the the, that's the premise of the basic show and you get the all the interpersonal stuff so that is the show he basically works at BuzzFeed. If BuzzFeed were outwardly trying to be awful. <laughs> yeah. Is the way, I mean, deliberately trying to just be the worst. And yeah. his boss 
who we may or may not touch on, is literally the worst person in the world. So the first couple of minutes, as we said, he gets hit by a car. And today, it made me laugh out loud, I must say. And I thought maybe it up. Because really my first thought was, yeah, I've been hit by a car just like that. And Oh, no. I, something about that made me just giggle uproariously uh, because I remember being in college and coming out of the fine arts building. Mm-hmm. And there was a little driveway where I was crossing and I thought I made eye contact with the, the guy that was backing out his car. Mm-hmm. And clearly I did not because he... Um, he will eat me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting in a wheelchair, so I didn't fall to the ground, but I remember uh, rolling the rest of the way. Uh, You know, he got out of the car. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, dude, it happens. Just be more careful. You barely, you barely tapped me. We're fine. But I walked into the, I, I rolled in, excuse me, to the Wesley Foundation at WT and said, guys, you'll never guess what happened. I just got hit by a car. And the rest of the leadership team was like, you what? <laughs> and for months, it was on our office whiteboard as the quarter of the week. Justin, hey guys, you'll never guess what happened. I got hit by a car today. So I literally, I guess I found something very funny about the just the abruptness yeah. with which that happened caught me as very funny. I, I laughed I, out loud when that happened. I did. <laughs> and I will say I I think they did it generally. I mean, it's strange to say they did a generally good job of depicting the reality of CP because the actor who plays, I mean, it's his story. He literally has CP. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote it. He stars in it. Did he, I don't think, did he, I don't think he directed it. And I, 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 one of the things that I really, enjoy is the uh, depiction of being out in the world trying to date Mm. and trying to navigate the reality of disclosure and it does it in such a genuine like real way that at a certain point I forgot, even as a person with CP, I forgot he had CP and just became invested in him as a as a person. Mm-hmm. And there's one other thing I really want to pull out. It's a Netflix show. So there are they can be a little bit more, you know, realistic and adult in the things they depict. And there is a depiction of a 
sexual encounter. Yeah. Which I was going to ask you about that. Which he pays for. Well, let me let, let, me let you set it up because we're, this is kind of the bread and butter, uh, Justin and Rebecca question. So I would love to hear the question that you would ask. So go right ahead. Well, so uh, first of all, I will say I think the show is very funny, but it does employ a lot of that awkward humor. Like, I feel like it's very, like, I think overall it's very realistic, but maybe to, and shows how funny those situations can be, but to a point where in some cases I'm like, I can't watch, I I can listen (laughs) to it, but I can't watch this super awkward, funny, but like really real thing that's going on. Um, Yeah. I really, I really liked that episode. The episode is the third episode. It's called Free Scones. Um, and it, and the premise being that there are some people who are just like attractive and attractive enough and fit a certain mold that they can go into like a coffee shop and just get a free scone, whereas everybody else has to pay for it. And the implication sort of being sex, like the, the, there's a very clear, not subtle, like depiction of the scones, meaning sex. Like there are some people who can just date who they want and get sex when they want. And there are other people who have to pay for it because they can't get it for free. Um, and so there, there's, there's the scene uh, where he goes and he has this fucking clip on tie, which I thought was really funny. Um, <laughs> and he goes and cause his friend hires a sex worker for him. I really, by the way, I liked that. It was this, uh, that's so awkward. He says, I've never been with a prostitute before. I mean, sex worker. Like, it's like, this, like <laughs> and the guy's like, it's fine. <laughs> um, I know I guess, what I do. Yeah. yeah like, like it, I just liked, it was just such a real, like super. It, anyway, that's like the whole show. The whole show is just like this real, awkward kind of funny stuff my question about the sex scene for you like what were your thoughts on that in terms I mean you're married to a woman and I'm not gonna ask detailed sex questions but I guess I mean like the encounter of two people one with a disability and one without the encounter of them figuring out like there was some maneuvering that happened there Yes. That. that so, so, what your thoughts? I think that's really the show's high water mark so far, and I'm almost through the entire first season. I think I have another episode left in this season, seven or yeah. eight. I can't remember. Yeah, there's only like uh, seven or eight. But I think that was handled with such humor and realism and subtlety and it was really juxtaposed because most of this show like the audience surrogate in this show is this sort of brassy um full-figured indian woman best friend Mm -hmm. and she kind of very deliberately steers into the show not being subtle. Hmm. Um, 
but that was juxtaposed with this moment. And I'll tell you what really, what really made the difference for me is when they are in the sex scene and they're getting uh, that's beginning, there's one moment where his knee sort of palsies out. Oh. <laughs> and, and he kicks the guy in the face. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, Jesus. What? <laughs> I thought that was very funny because I can't tell you the number of times when I when I have been in intimate or nearly intimate situations with my bride and your limbs just don't <laughs> quite know where they're going, you know? Right. You have a general idea, but sometimes they have an entirely different idea of their own. Yeah. And we tend to say, we're eventually going to do an episode where we talk about intimacy with our partners and that will be the show and we'll get to uh, have the frank sort of discussions we used to have at the house during that episode but I think what I appreciated about that moment and I kept waiting on them to come back to it and do what every other show would do mm -hmm. I kept waiting for it to repeat and his limbs to malfunction or go off all crazy again. Yeah. And for it to just be more Pratt Falls after Pratt Falls after Pratt Falls. And I don't know how to say this, but <laughs> there is a part when the, the sex worker is trying to get him into position. And yeah. He's got his legs up. I half expected him to launch <laughs> the sex worker into the wall with yeah. this bathroom because that's what other sitcoms would do. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They showed you the nervousness. They showed you the, the intimacy and the tenderness yeah, that it was really good, and what it did for his self-esteem. It was such a really beautifully underplayed moment. Mm -hmm. I just I can't tell you how much I appreciated that show. I mean that that moment in right. this, which contrast with my only real. Well, one criticism and one kind of, hmm, this is an interesting choice. I don't know if the rest of his world, and I realize it's a sitcom, so mm -hmm. everyone else around him is turned up to 11. <laughs> yeah. Just in the way that his boss is, mm. like, the worst Disney villain at 11. So you are just an awful human being. Yeah. And I pray you get your comeuppance. I kind of wish there was a little bit more of moments like we're with his therapist. 
in the beginning that were more subtle and more understated. There's there's some great character beats for the mother. Yeah. Her story is beginning to develop. I think in the episode you didn't watch, you really begin to see the screen on her. Mm-hmm. And I'll be interested in getting your reactions where we catch up with each other. You know, at a certain point, I found myself going, you know, I don't know that the rest of the world would be that kind of concerned about him in mm-hmm. such an aggressively loud sort of way. So that's my really only my... uh my real only my one real criticism is I wish there were I wish there were character beats where the other people were feeding off him in a more natural way. And the other thing is not so much the criticism as it now. It's just funny to me. Uh, at one point I, I started to like I realized what this show is going for. And I am 1,000% on board with depicting LGBTQ plus people on television and people with disabilities on television. But are there any straight people in in this version of LA? And not that I necessarily need, I don't need straight people to make this show work. Don't hear that. That's not what I was saying at all. But just, I don't know that I've ever met that many gay people in such a highly concentrated area. So I will say on the side of, as the the token gay on this show, (laughs) I think the way that he is telling his story, it's very clear that he's telling it in these big broad strokes right like yeah well coupled with uh the show is only 15 minutes like between 13 to 16 minutes per episode so you gotta really cram that stuff in and so he's chosen that he's doing he does that with these really big characters like um kind of the way he does things is kind of this big reaction moments that I think if the show was 30 minutes long per episode might get explored more. Like there's a moment I think in the third or fourth episode or something, the kind of disagreements that he has with when he's starting to move out or wants to move out. There's like a (laughs) moment and she says, the mother says to him, even normal people ask for help sometimes and it gets kind of like there's a moment and he he reacts obviously and then she reacts back saying I'm sorry you know that's not what I mean and then they sort of shift away from it and I I don't know obviously in the last like three episodes or something if that's kind of a thing but um, I think if the show was longer, you would have more of, I think what you're saying, these character beats that would be more subtle, exploring that space a little bit more. Maybe everyone would tone down to like a 10. Um, 
I think I started this by talking meaning about the gayness, but I would say uh, us gays travel in flocks. Like I, <laughs> like that is not surprising to me. And I think I don't know if Kim, the his best friend, his his slowly growing best friend in this show. I don't think I don't know what her sexuality is, but I will say gay people like we are on it. We clock each other as best as quick as we can. We try and connect immediately. So I'll say that for me, while feels very big, I think is not way out of left field for me as somebody who, who looks yeah. at the community of people that I usually hang out with. But yeah, everybody's very big and everything uh, in this show. I like it. But again, I, as I said, there's some awkward stuff in there that I can't watch. Like I can't handle it. But there are other parts that I laugh, like I laugh out loud at multiple parts. I've laughed out loud. Like I, I even got a kind of a guffaw out of me as Justin might say mm. when he was like mom do you know how to tape balloons to a wall <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like there's I don't know which is such a dumb thing but <laughs> I laughed because I think this show basically especially I think you kind of said this this show feels like it's really depicting what it's like for him to have a disability and be out in the world with it. But then alongside it, there's stuff that he deals with that does nothing to do with his disability. It's just kind of like when you move out of your house for the first time, regardless of if you're, you know, have a disability or not, when you leave your house for the first time, <clears throat> you don't know shit about fuck, like you don't know anything. Mom, what I like, <laughs> you yeah. know uh or like you said the dating navigating dating which there is obviously a part of it that is about him having a disability but how much of it is also maybe his confidence level right and that's well the if i can respond to two things there i really appreciated the fact that they are treating things like him moving out and him dating as disability influenced mm. and disability adjacent but maybe not disability centric mm -hmm. um, because I've had that moving out feeling three times in my life because I was the only one in my family to go to college not in my hometown. My my twin went to AM for a while and then came back and finished at tech. So he did have that experience. But I went undergrad in a different town, an hour and a half away, but a different town nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And I went to graduate school in Dallas. And the summer I got engaged, I moved out of my parents' house and moved in with my best friend. Just to give me, because we knew that Lisa and I were looking for apartments and I wanted a little bit more time to live in my hometown, but not in my parents' house, that whole thing. So I very strongly identified with that sort of, your parents have just left. 
be in Canyon, Texas, Dallas, Texas, or your best friend's house in Lubbock. Yeah. And you're kind of sitting around going, okay, <laughs> me in an empty room and a mini fridge. All right. <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah. Hope the attendant shows up because I can't call my mom. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah. So it, it's very, it's very real and very well handled in that regard. And the dating part, I love that his struggles with dating were not necessarily disability uh, focused. Right. They were more awkward in my 20s right and that he pretty much finds a date finds a hookup or however you want to phrase it right off the bat and then that and I'm sure this will change and develop and shift but so far none of the people he has dated have been like Ooh, you have a disability. That's super weird. I don't know how to handle that. Um, I'm sure some of that is coming, but mm -hmm. I really, I really respect for the him and the show's producers for not going immediately for the low-hanging fruit of what that yeah could be. Yeah, because I think a lot of it for him in the show and a lot of us when you're dating and any is just his confident like he's just got this low confidence if he already thinks i can't obtain what i want because of for him it's his disability but whatever it is for you because of how you look because of your inexperience because of uh whatever you know you can really bog yourself down and confidence is a turn on for a lot of people when someone's like, Oh, you like who you are. Yeah. <laughs> You're like cool with yourself. That's cool. Um, whatever that is. And yeah, I, I've, I've liked that so far. That feels, I relate to that. It feels very genuine and it felt a lot like, um, my relationship early on with my wife when you're like, okay, this really feels like something, but I'm sure I'm going to say something monumentally ridiculous. Yeah. About 20 minutes and, you know, hold on tight. <laughs> I, I like that he's getting to have those experiences too I don't know I, but overall I think I really enjoy the show um, I could quibble with a couple of things here or there and there are times when I said like I said in the beginning I think I remember being a young adult a lot more than I remembered like being in high school or junior yeah. high like with something like speechless so yeah in this case, I wasn't quite able to divorce myself 
and just getting into the comedy. Right. Like, it was like, ooh, that's... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that hit too close to home. Yeah. I had a couple of Tuesdays when I did <laughs> just that thing right there. Well, buddy. Which I will say, uh, and we watched Speechless together. Uh, very different vibe, obviously. And this is the beauty of it. Very different vibe. For those of you who don't know what Speechless is, Speechless is a family sitcom, not like in a young adult adult show. Speechless is a sitcom about uh, a son who has CP, a teenager, and he is nonverbal. And so he needs or he prefers to have somebody who can read his uh, board that he uses to talk so that they can just it just goes quicker. And so, and it's that and the family dynamics and going to high school and when you have a cerebral palsy, all this other stuff, like, and um, that one, I remember there were times Justin would laugh so hard because something would be happening. (laughs) And it was like, I could see on your face and after when you talk about it, this feeling of like, oh my God, that I did that exact same thing or holy shit that like, you know, and this is just such a reminder to me of like, can we just have more shows with a variety of people, please? It just reminds me of like when Amber watched Gentleman Jack. Do you, you know that show? Yes, we yeah. talked, Jack. talked about it. And Amber watching Gentleman Jack for the first time, it's basically a lesbian pride and prejudice a little bit um, or any Jane Austen romance or whatever. Which for those of you who don't know, is completely amber shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she watched it. And I remember her looking at me after like the second episode. She goes, so this is what it's like when, when you watch, when straight people watch Pride and Prejudice. Like Amber had never connected with it because that wasn't, she's not attracted to men. So Mr. Darcy to her is like, who's this fucker? Like, <laughs> who's this asshole? He's just kind of mean to her, you know, versus when you watch it in Jack, you're like, for her, it's like, oh my, this dark and kind of <laughs> brooding woman that's so <laughs> abrasive. <laughs> it's like, she's, you know? Um, and yeah. like, it opens doors and like allows me, well, this is my selfish thing. This allows me to like see my wife enjoy a genre that I love, allows me to see Justin like keel over laughing and then tell us a story about how he was that kind of teenager in high school or getting to talk, talk about this kind of show on our podcast and be Justin being like, that hit a little too close to home for me. (laughs) You know? I think as far as the show goes, that's really the difference. And I don't like one more than the other. I think right now I've probably enjoyed Speechless a little bit more, but I think it has much more to do with when I watch special. I can remember the shirt I was wearing when some of the things that happened to the guy in special happened to me like I own that clothing so (laughs) there's a little less less distance right but I really enjoy 
the show. And I will say to your point, and this is kind of what I end on. It's great to have shows like Speechless and shows like Special that are highlighting uh, characters with special needs and diverse embodiments. There's a move in the disability community to thank you, this is lovely, now can we be characters in the background? Or can we be someone's friend? Or can we be a love interest? And yeah. maybe not just on the oh that's that lovely disabled sitcom or that's the disabled Netflix comedy like just just blend us into the don't like shove us back so far in the background that we submerge or back in the closet to use a turn of phrase mm -hmm. but you know it's okay to just let us exist in the world without having the camera directly pointed on us is sort of the next move. But you don't get to become a part of just the fabric of society without having shows like Special and Speechless and other things succeed. So overall, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's the thing is like, we want, as someone who, you know, as a pansexual, wanting to be, just to be able to be in a blockbuster, and it not have to be this huge explanation or something. Like, wouldn't it be great? Like, you're, you know, a guy with CP is just, he's just, like, you know, he's just in the Avengers, and it's not, but he's like in the ensemble, you know, or, and I think that's the thing is right now there's a feeling of the desire to just be a part of the Avengers ensemble cast <laughs> is high, right? Like to just fade into the background or yeah. whatever. But yeah, you're right. Like I would love for that to happen, but until like there is a general consensus that there are different people that exist and they just have different experiences and that's okay. And it's great. And, and yeah. that, you know, and that gets portrayed in film and in books and in TV shows successfully, because unfortunately money is what motivates these companies like. Yes. And so I think if shows that they always attribute it like, Oh, that show didn't do well. Guess we can't. <laughs> No more disabled people, no more gay people, like gay people, yeah. no more women superheroes. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, just make a good show and yeah. stop. I, <sighs> yeah. I think to maybe save myself from a comment I made a few minutes ago about, so are there any straight people in this world? <laughs> no. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of echo and build off what you said about your wife's experience. I, did, I want it known. I did check myself about three minutes later and go, Justin, you're used to watching shows with the one gay guy. Mm -hmm. There are four. 
Take a deep breath. This is where I'll cut it off because we, Jess and I, as you all know, could just talk for hours. When we don't, when all we've seen for a long time in terms of like sitcoms or TV shows, like about one specific, even like shows that focus in on maybe a gay character that's able-bodied, like, and then you shift into a show that's like special. The thought is like, oh, why are there so many gay people? Or, oh, wow, like we're really focusing in on dis- the disability, which, the, but the reality is we're not really. Or like, yeah. like, it's just that we're so used to only seeing a ton of white, able-bodied straight dudes on yeah. TV shows. And it's the, um, that there's this idea that like women talk more when the reality is that men mostly talk more like in a classroom setting or whatever, studies or whatever. But if like it's equalized to like 50-50, a lot of times men will think, wow, women are talking a lot. (laughs) Or, you know, like, oh, when it's actually balanced, if you're used to this abundance of one thing. Yes. And it shifts to actually being equal. It can feel like, oh, they sure are talking a lot. No, they're just talking the same amount as you are, bud. Say so, like, there's literally, I, I'm sure there's more shows that we could dig up and find. But like, by thinking like, oh, there's at least two dis- shows that I was about to say disabled shows. Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh, two shows that feet that focus primarily on a character with a disability. It could be like, whoa, there's a lot going on. It's like, nope, there's just. You're just used to shows where there's nobody that's in a wheelchair, yeah. except for like an episode. And they're like, we're going to help him make friends or whatever the dumb fuck. This is my cousin, Larry. <laughs> yeah. And we have to learn how to be okay with him having a disability by the end of the episode. And then he leaves and says, you know, you're still a good one or whatever dumb shit that character says and then leaves forever. And they're like, wow, you're right. I am one of the good ones. Cause I stopped bullying you by the end of the episode. Anyway. <laughs> yes. For those of you, I'm about to date myself. There's a kids incorporated episode. And yes, folks, I did draw a, a reference to the eighties musical comedy kids. <laughs> Kids incorporated on the show. Wow. With the token disabled cousin. And literally, it was the token guitar playing disabled cousin. So, and that was in 1988 or 90. So, in the cosmic time span, not too awfully far. I mean, it's yeah. 30 years now, but I can remember it. But but yeah, this, so when we get even now, it can feel like, wow, we're really leaning in now. No, we've, we've got two shows. You've got 37. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be okay, I promise. <laughs> Just take a deep breath drink your beer, and remember that other people besides you exist. <laughs> well, Omega, thanks for, thanks for reflecting with me, and we'll have to, like, come back around after we both finish the show and see 
what we think about the total, uh, the totality of the show. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it wouldn't take very long. As I said, each episode is like 15 minutes. But the awkwardness is so high sometimes. I'm like, ah, this feels like I could, like I'm walking into a conversation. I'm going back away. Yeah, for two people that both experience some side-along awkwardness, mm-hmm. occasionally you do just want to back away from the TV like you're backing out of the room like, I think I'll I'll leave you alone. I'll come back. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, this is the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Well, guys, we had a great time here today. (laughs) But let's talk about drugs. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh, you can can Mm -hmm. find Palsies with Palsies on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can listen to podcasts and we're there search for us listen to us um and we would love to hear your comments your reviews your ratings all of them we need to know what y'all are thinking right now i currently only know what my mom is thinking because she listens to every episode and she talks to me about them (laughs) so (laughs) which is great and i love it and i love you mom thank you for listening to all my shows Thank you, Debbie. We appreciate it, Debbie. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you so much. But um, we'd love to hear from everybody. Um, So, yeah, so that's been our very special episode (laughs) of Palsies with Palsies because I'm stealing it from Justin. All right. On that note, I think I'll get us out of here. And as per usual, guys, go out into the world do some good, put some positive energy into the world, and we got some very interesting episodes in the pipeline and good things coming, so we will talk to y'all next week. Thanks, guys, because I'm Justin Hancock, and I'm still the Palsy. And I'm Rebecca Mitz, and I'm still the Palsy. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye, guys. Bye.